vampires and slayers. I am like three or four weeks late on this episode. I am so sorry. <laughs> but this is the last time I'm going to be late on an episode of Buffy. I hope. I think. Because we are in the home stretch, guys. So starting with, um, let's see. I, okay, no, this is the next to the last time that I am behind because uh, the episode Dirty Girls, I should have talked about on the 15th, but I did not. So I'm going to talk about it this week, a week late. And from that point on, I will be talking about every episode until the end, until the bitter end of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV series slash season seven. Um, Every week in a row. So next week, this Saturday, we will be talking about Dirty Girls. Next Saturday, Empty Places. And then there's only three episodes left the first three Saturdays in May until we are done. I didn't say, I didn't say, hello, vampires and slayers. This is Mixtress Ray. And you're listening to, what's this bitch talking about? To which the answer to that question is every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer 20 years after its original air date. Ish. So we are nearing the end and I have to, I'm sad to report that today, talking about lies my parents told me, the episode that aired on March 25th, so I'm very late in talking to you guys about it because as I record this, it is April 20th. I am sad to report that this is going to be a quick and dirty, I mean, you can see how long this episode is, um, synopsis of this particular episode. I did watch it on the week of the 25th of March. However, that was almost a month ago and I did not watch it again. And I'm here to talk about it anyway. Because it basically came down to, like, I don't know, there's just been some stuff going on, and I have not recorded this episode. And that's my own fault for my own poor time management and all the other fucking things that I do. Um, it's, it's all completely on me, but it got down to the point where, like, either I'm going to do a quick and dirty episode talking about this episode or I'm not going to be talking about it at all and I do not want there to be a gap in this podcast. So quick and dirty it is. Okay, here's the synopsis of the events in the episode from the Nikki Stafford episode guide. Through flashbacks, we see what happened between Spike and his mother soon after he became a vampire and in the present, Robin finally tells Spike why he hates him. They're just like the worst um, episode synopses ever. So this is the one where we get some real creepy Oedipal shit between Spike and his mom. Flashbacks, obviously. Um, we get flashbacks between Principal Wood and his mom, who Spike killed back in the 70s. Um, and we get... The, so there's like these three separate dynamics going on here between the father figure of Giles to Buffy, um, Principal Wood and his mom that, you know, she died when he was like four or something, four or five, six. I don't know how young this kid's supposed to be. 
And then, of course, Spike and his mom. The dynamic between Spike and his mom is that um, she was very sick with what looks like consumption, tuberculosis, um, and she was dying when Spike got turned into a vampire. So he turned her into a vampire in order to save her life. And she, who was, she seemed like a very adoring mother before she got turned into a vampire. And once she was turned into a vampire, she was extremely cruel to Spike. And in fact, she kind of like, I mean, not kind of, she basically attempted to rape him. Right? Is that how you guys read that scene? That's how I read that scene. Because she was basically, like, telling him that he was a mama's boy, that he never let go of her purse, her purse strings. Is that what you call it? I don't think so. Because it's not about, like, how much money she has. Anyway, he never, like, you know, separated himself from her. He was codependent. Like, not that she was saying all this stuff, but this is the vibe. So she was saying that he, you know, that he... Yeah, she was just being extremely cruel to him. And then it turned into, this was after she was turned into a vampire. Because he was assuming that they were going to spend eternity together because he loves his mom. I mean, it is a little weird. I'll give you that. Drusilla wasn't into it. She was like, I wanted to spend eternity with you, not you and your mom. <laughs> but um, it was a little weird. But she was awful to him. And... Then she started, like, trying to, like, kiss him. Like, all you've ever wanted is to be back inside. And it's just weird choices in this episode. Like, I get what they were trying to do with this episode, but I don't think they executed it very well, which is one of the reasons why I didn't really... I was dragging my feet as... in regards to talking about this particular episode. So, I... Yeah, I'm not... I, I did not like the way that they chose to deal with really any of the parental dynamics that, I mean, we're looking at here. I feel like they could have said what they wanted to say in a different way. It was all very forced. The whole situation between um, Giles and Buffy, I think, was pretty forced. Like, I'll just go ahead and say, like, Giles was completely right to have concerns about Buffy because Buffy throughout this whole season, and I'm sure I've mentioned it already, but throughout this whole season, she has been really blinded by how much she cares about Spike. She is very hyper-focused on him. And I find this to be uncharacteristic of Buffy like, she's never, like, put... Hmm. I mean, I know she cared about Angel, but she did not put him before everyone else. She's kind of doing that with Spike, even though she doesn't love him. I do maintain that she does not love him, but she is, like, obsessed with him. She is very intrigued by him. It's It's kind of a... I don't think narcissist is the right word, but like she's obsessed with his obsession of her. 
she likes her reflection in him. Yeah, I think that's the way to say it. This is not really what narcissism is, but it's it's the way that, you know, like people it is a way that people might define narcissism, but it's not literally what narcissism is, but she likes her reflection in him. And she keeps him around for that reason, I think. That is my theory. <laughs> and so Giles is completely right to be telling her, you, you are too trusting of him and this is not healthy. You are like, he could, I mean, because that trigger that he, he overcomes the trigger on his own he overcomes it in this episode. It turns out that this whole situation, or not on his own, because there was like a mystical component to him figuring out how to deactivate his own trigger. I forgot about the mystical um, element there. But that thing that, that spell that Giles did with the like the rock that turned into like a, uh, what is that thing? leech it looked it turned in it looked like it turned into a leech and it crawled into his eye socket because it needs to access via the optic nerve blah 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 it was basically like a, a, a psychological trigger stone or something shadow work stone i don't know that's the object of the episode i couldn't think of one before i pressed record but that's got to be it right where's my pen i think i dropped it on the floor yeah okay let's write that down now the uh I'll call it the shadow work leech stone <laughs> because it went into his brain and it allowed him to be able to bring his own psychology to the surface or something so that he could work through and deactivate the trigger himself. I thought that was an interesting element, like to bring magic into this process. I thought that was interesting. The plot of like, Sometimes I feel like the, like being able to tie the plot lines to the main characters and have it, I mean, I see what they were trying to do by, by providing these three examples of parent-child dynamics, but I don't think they needed, what felt forced to me was the Giles-Buffy storyline. Like, like I said, like Giles telling Buffy you're trusting Spike too much. This is not a good idea. Completely right. Where I think this, it, I think it was totally against Giles's character to put so much trust in Principal Wood because he doesn't even really know him. I think he meets him in this episode, if I remember correctly, which I might not because it was, again, almost a month ago, the last time I watched it. So, Forgive me if I'm wrong about that detail, but I think this is when he first meets Principal Wood and he immediately like conspires with him to kill Spike. Uh, Giles is too loyal to Buffy to do that. This is out of character for him. It's the, I mean, with the exception of the cruciamentum thing, that thing, like whenever you turn 18 as a slayer, you like the Watcher's Council takes all your princess points away and then they put you in a room with a vampire to see if you can defeat them without your powers that whole bullshit which he subverted at the end 
So I don't think that was a true betrayal. This is the only time that Giles has truly betrayed Buffy. And I think it's out of character. And I think we didn't need this. We didn't need this whole moment of like Giles betraying Buffy. I, I think that they should have kept in the fact that he is confronting Buffy about her relationship to Spike. Because I think that's accurate. And I think that's accurate to his character. And that's exactly what he should be doing. But they needed to have it play out in a different way in my opinion. I don't think this was it because I don't think Spike, I don't think Giles would have done this to Buffy. Um, okay. I'm going to read some parts that I highlighted in Nikki Stafford's episode guide. Cause she, as usual, had some good points. Um, okay. So this is direct quotes from her. The parents of the title refer to three that we see in this episode. Okay. I didn't really need to read that because I talked about that already. So the thing, the dynamic between, um, Robin and his mom. I keep calling him Principal Wood. I need to just call him Robin, right? Robin and his mom. The dynamic between them is that she was a slayer. And the quote that she was always saying to him was, the mission is what matters. So he felt rejected as, he felt like his mom was rejecting him because she cared more about being a slayer than she cared about being a parent. So this is legit. Like this whole like, difficult mommy issues dynamic that, you know, both Robin Wood and Spike has, I think it makes sense to focus on that. I think narratively that that was the part of the episode that worked, you know, because they were fighting to the death and they had, they both had complicated relationships with their moms. You know, that was fine. I was, I was in for that. It's just the Giles shit on top of it. Um, okay. So yeah, I basically said all this already, so I might not need to quote her. Oh, this was, I didn't think about this, but like, um, Nikki Stafford had pointed out that whenever Giles and Buffy are in the cemetery, when he's distracting her so that, um, Robin can kill Spike, um, when they're in the cemetery together, this is the last time we see them as teacher and student. So that's interesting because at the end of this episode, she slams the door in Giles's face and says like, you know, I don't need you anymore. <sighs> go, go be a watcher to people that still need you. Cause it's not me. I don't remember the exact quote. Cause again, it was almost a month ago, but you know, she slams the door in his face and it's a very upsetting moment. I, I was preparing myself for it for weeks before I saw it. And I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> um, an interesting revelation that she makes in her conversation with Giles when they're fighting in the cemetery. And again, I feel like we could, okay, I'm just rewriting the episode in my head, but like, I feel like we could have had this scene play out in almost the exact way that it did. Like, let's assume Giles didn't know that Robin was going to kill Spike and he just decided to take Buffy to the cemetery, go back to basics, do a little bit of training, have a little watcher slayer time. He could have just wanted that in general, having some watcher slayer time because they haven't had any quality time lately. We haven't seen any quality time between Giles and Buffy in a while. And he could have just independently decided to do that, not knowing what Robin was doing. That's what should have happened, I think. 
So we could have still had this entire conversation while he was distracting her. It could have just been that he was unknowingly distracting her from helping Spike, which Spike didn't, it turns out, need her help in this case. But, um, yeah. So, because it, it is legit that she's been spending, like, a lot of time with Spike. She's been kind of guarding him, and which makes sense also because he has this trigger. So even though she's trusting him a little bit too much, she's also keeping an eye on him because she knows that this trigger still exists and they're not sure if it's been deactivated or not. And we find out in this episode that it has not. Um, so it makes sense that she's keeping an eye on him. But Giles did not have to betray her. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's my sticking point. It is my obsession. And I will not let it go. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um... But one thing that's revealed in this conversation between Giles and Buffy while they're in the cemetery together is, um, what time is it? 4.45. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I got distracted for a second. Um, is that she reveals to Giles that, you know, things have changed for her emotionally. If she had to go through season five again, and this is the point where I think we get to that revelation that the first slash Joyce um, revealed to Dawn early in the season. She said, when it comes down to it, maybe it wasn't the first. It's possible it wasn't the first. But when it comes, you know, when it comes down to it or something like that, Buffy won't choose you. And this was the moment, I think, that that was referring to narratively because Buffy says to Giles, you know, if season five happened again, which of course she didn't refer to it as season five, but she would not have killed herself to save Dawn. She would have sacrificed Dawn to save the world, just like she did with Angel. And I really like this. I think I've talked about this before. I like this this particular plot point narrative arc for Buffy. I like the fact that she is not just like effortlessly moral as a slayer. She changes her mind about things. Like it was, she knew that it was the right thing to do to kill Angel to save the world. She knew. She had no doubt about that, despite the fact that it broke her heart to do so. She did it because she had to. But when it came down to having to make the same decision three years later, I guess, three, four, five. Yeah. Three years later, having to make the same decision with her sister, she couldn't do it. And that makes sense for her character arc at the time. It completely makes sense with everything that was going on in season five, that whole thing where she was learning more about being the slayer and like, she was feeling like she was losing her humanity and that was a way that she could show herself that she wasn't losing her humanity, you know, because in the end, Buffy is a very selfish character and she does everything in service of herself, ultimately, right? <laughs> Even when she's sacrificing herself, she is doing it for herself at the core, really, because that, I mean, absolutely it like from a, a bigger picture standpoint, like Dawn was the one we could lose, not Buffy. Um, 
But I get why she made that decision in that moment. And I get why she has changed her mind on it now, again, two years later after that. And I like that they put that in here. And I like that they never, they never use this as a way to hurt Dawn as a character. They don't ever, like, she never finds out that Buffy and Giles had this conversation. Of course, Giles would never tell her. And we don't ever have to see Dawn reckoning with that information because that would just be so upsetting. Oh my God, that would be awful. And I'm really glad that they didn't choose to do that. But yeah, I don't know. I just liked that. I just thought, I just thought it was interesting. Um, oh yeah, Nikki Stafford was like, you know, really picking apart the like dynamic of like, because at the end of the fight between Spike and Robin, Spike says to Robin, the difference is your mother never loved you and mine did. And that was a, I, I do think that was a weird statement to make because are we supposed to believe that? Because there's, and Nikki Stafford talks about it in the episode guide, um, Spike's suggestion that his mom was really a sweet old gal who was being led by the beast within shows he's being blind to reality. Because, you know, and then there was an argument before before that part that I highlighted, that, the, that part that I just said, where they were talking about how vampires do retain their personalities um, that they had as humans. So if Spike's mom suddenly has nothing but disdain for him, I had always read it like, if she suddenly has nothing but disdain for him... Um, when she got, gets turned into a vampire, it means that she was, I think it means that she was hiding that all along, that she was really very annoyed with him, but because she was sick, she needed him to take care of her. So this made me think, and she says during this conversation too, whenever she's being incredibly cruel to him, she says, I sh like something like I should have suffocated you when you were a baby, which to me is an indication that she had that thought when she had first become a mother, um, and I've never become a mother, so I can't begrudge moms having this thought. I mean, at some point, like, you might be so angry at, from postpartum, from, you know, from just, like, the stresses of figuring out how to be a new mother. Like, I can't begrudge a mom having that thought. <laughs> um, but I took it as, like, if she if she's saying that right now it means that she always had disdain for him and she didn't really love him and maybe she should have never been a mother that's what i got from that um that suddenly not having a soul gave her the courage to go ahead and tell him all those things that would totally break his heart you know um anyway so yeah and so I don't know if we were supposed to believe that statement. I mean, it's dramatic, but I don't know if we're supposed to believe that statement because I don't think it's true. I think that Robin's mother loved him. Did she care more about being a slayer than she did about being his mom? It seems like it. And that would really hurt as a child, of course. But you can't be an effective slayer if you don't, you know... If you don't have that sort of like justice warrior mentality, right? Um, so I guess in that parallel works at works to tie in Buffy's storyline. 
So we didn't need Giles betraying Buffy, still. Like, this could have tied back to Buffy's, her saying to Giles that she would not make the same decision. She would not choose Dawn over the world again. Because she has come back around to believing that the mission is what matters, um, quote-unquote. Which, she says this to Robin at the very end of the episode, because Robin's all beat up because Spike almost killed him, but he refrained because he's good now. <laughs> and um, he, she says to Robin, like, I need you in this fight, but I don't have time for your vendetta. Vendetta. The mission is what matters, which of course, her saying that she doesn't, she has no idea that that is something that his mom said to him. But, you know, it's just one of those effective narrative parallels, right? Um, so they could have still tied that in. You know, I'm just going to retcon this in my own brain. Giles never betrayed Buffy because that's out of character. I'm rewriting this episode in my head to be what I want it to be. La, 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 la. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. And then, yeah, Nikki Stafford's kind of pointing out, like, why is this episode called Lies My Parents Told Me? Because it seems like all these parents were telling the truth to their children. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of agree. Oh, I like this. I hadn't read the, like, there's a little section at the end of um, each episode um, in the episode guide that has, like, highlights, nitpicks, things like that. And I, reading the nitpicks, I hadn't noticed this. Um, or not, wait, this is, a, this is in a different section. Anyway, in the flashback to Spike's past, when William's mother is singing to him as he sits at her feet, you'll see the scar on his left eyebrow is gone, insinuating that he must have gotten the scar after he became a vampire. The problem is, sorry about the noise outside, guys. My window is open and it's daytime. The problem is vampires heal, heal quickly and don't tend to scar, so it shouldn't have it should have been there before he was turned. That's an interesting, like, I didn't notice that, but I, I like that. That's an interesting, astute point, Nikki Stafford. Ah, anyway, what else? Okay, I think that's everything I wanted to say that was from the episode guide. Um, so let's see if I actually remember anything from the episode that I haven't talked about yet. <laughs> um, I guess I didn't really talk about, like, the whole thing. I mean, I assume that you're not listening to this episode if you've never, of this podcast if you've never seen the episode of Buffy that I'm talking about, right? Most likely I can assume that. And hopefully you've seen it recently because, yeah, I'm not doing a good job at explaining the plot points, probably ever, but especially today. Um, I thought it was really, really stupid and over the top. I mean, I get why the, like, you know, prop department set design made this choice because it's, you know, visually very stunning, right? But like Principal Wood, Robin, sorry, Principal Wood, it's for some reason it just feels better to call him that. I don't know why. Um, Robin has this garage completely covered, like every square inch of space on the walls is covered in crosses and it's just a little OTT. A little OTT. Okay, like, that's a lot. I mean, calm the fuck down, Robin. But, and I think, 
also a dynamic that I was noticing in this episode because, you know, we got that like a couple episodes ago, Buffy and Robin went on a date and they were having a good time. So I think that there was still a little bit of, I think we were supposed to think that there was a little bit of tension between them. Like, will they, won't they? I didn't get that feeling. I don't know if these two actors just didn't have enough chemistry between them for it to be working or if they weren't, they just weren't effectively writing it in, in the plot. I think we were supposed to think that there was still a will they, won't they? And this episode firmly put the kibosh is that how you say that? I don't know. It firmly came out against that because Buffy, um, like, yeah, the fact that he was going to kill Spike is a deal breaker for Buffy. And so there's never going to be any of that ever again. So cool. Yeah, I think that's, that's it for the quick and dirty um, lies my parents told me. I mean, it's still 30 minutes long, so I mean, it's not like I didn't say anything. So that ain't bad, right? For having not seen it in almost a month. I think I did okay. Okay, let's do ratings. Um, object of the episode, like I said, the shadow work leech stone. I did like the, I didn't really talk enough about that, but I do like that they had Spike essentially deactivate his own trigger with the help of the leech stone. But he did the work. He went in there and he, like, at one point in the episode, he says he's not a very self-reflective guy or something like that. But, I mean, he actually is as much as he needs to be, really, at this point. Um, so it, it was cool. I, I liked that. So now we finally know for sure that the trigger is deactivated, thanks in part by Robin, because he found out the song that was his trigger so that he could play it on his iTunes. <laughs> um, and thankfully we never have to hear that stupid song again. Sorry if you like it, but it's a little, little Irish folk ditties are not for me. So didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Outfit of the episode. Oh man. I gotta say, I cannot fucking remember anything that anyone was wearing. So that is going to be a not applicable. Same with quote of the episode. Since I'm doing a quick and dirty almost a month later, that is my bad, and I'm sorry about that, guys, but that's just how it is this time. MVP of the episode, you know, I'm going to give it to Spike because he, in part, deactivated his own trigger. He refrained from killing Robin. I would have liked to see him have more remorse for killing Robin's mom. I mean, basically, Spike was just like, I was a vampire at the time. She was a slayer. I killed her. Done. I think he, sh I mean, at the end, he does say to Buffy something like, you know, I, I didn't kill him on account of I killed his mother, but if he tries it again, I will or something. So I guess we're supposed to see a little bit of remorse. Um, I get that he's not Angel. He's not going to be like, you know, kicking himself for his past mistakes because he was a vampire at the time. It is a, it is a good excuse in this context of this show, but I, I will give him the MVP just because who else would it be? I mean, it could be Giles in my retconned version of the episode. It could be Giles, but in the reality of the episode, the fact that he betrayed her means that he cannot get MVP this episode. But other than that, 
he did a great job this episode. <laughs> and I feel bad for him that Buffy slammed the door in his face. It was a little dramatic, Buffy. I mean, come on. <sighs> anyway, five by five. Um, shit. I think they mishandled aspects of the episode. It wasn't entirely bad. I'll just give it a 2.5. Okay. There you go. My quick and dirty synopsis of lies my parents told me. Um, and I will be back on Saturday. So just a few days from now, just two days from now. Oh my God. Saturday is two days from now. Um, Saturday or Sunday, I guess, because I am working on Saturday. So I might not have the mental energy on Saturday itself, but Sunday, at least I'm going to stay on time for the duration of the rest of this shit. I mean, Dirty Girls is going to be a week late, which is the next episode I'm talking about. I don't like saying Dirty Girls. <laughs> okay. See you on Saturday slash Sunday. Bye.